Ah, the beautiful game. It's in full swing and we're back with episode two of the show that has everything you need to know about soccer and the Premier League. Welcome to Two Halves. Coming up on the show, the voice of football matches himself, commentator Connor McNamara chats to us later in the programme. The locker room hears how the under-12s girls team from Tremor AFC think the league is going. 13-year-old Nathan Fandigan tells us how he got over 10 million views on a viral video of his goalkeeping skills and about life as a Leeds fan. And we catch up with Republic of Ireland midfielder Jason Malumby. We've no time to waste. Let's kick off Two Halves. Two Halves. When we left you last, Spurs were top of the table and uh, oh how that has changed. Spurs are now in 8th place with Chelsea at the top of the table. One point ahead of Liverpool who have had arguably one of the best players so far this season, Mo Salah. Well, Salah's been unstoppable all season. His goals and assists have been coming in from everywhere. Actually, a fact about Mohamed Salah. He is only two goals off becoming the all-time African top Premier League goalscorer. He has 103 and he is one goal behind Chelsea legend Didier Drogba. He scored a brilliant goal against Man City. He combined a Maradona and a Messi goal together to create a Mo Salah goal. He was uh, far out from goal. He just took off on a wonderful solo run, taking on one player, then two players, and and he just kept going against the City defence. And he cut into the box, and he finished on his weaker right foot. Not much weaker, but a weaker right foot. And uh, that was an achievement in itself. But the dribble was just so good, paired with the finish, that it was a brilliant goal all round. His form is unbelievable, but is it enough to take the Premier League off Man City once again, if this keeps up? Well... I don't think it's only Liverpool in the title race and one man doesn't make a team certainly. They have a brilliant front three with Jota, Mane and Salah and they can rely on Firmino coming off the bench or they could start Firmino and bench Jota. (laughs) You're forgetting to mention the likes of Chelsea who are actually top of the league right now. They, They are strong contenders for the league and also Man United. They are looking good this season as well. They drew one all with Everton and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, there's been question marks over his future at the club. Um, a lot of people are Ole out. He didn't start Ronaldo. He only brought him on in the 60th minute, which was definitely a questionable move. I would say Chelsea have a real good shot at the title, but Liverpool also are in with a shout. For me, there's been a lot of changes, especially with Crystal Palace, Brighton and Brentford this month. So Whistler has scored two very important late goals in their last two games. Uh, a 94th minute winner in a 2-1 victory against West Ham. He scored the equaliser in a 3 all draw against Liverpool. Mbwemo has been playing really well, tearing down the wing. Tony has been very good as well. And just an all-round really good display from Brentford. Well, I mentioned Ole Gunnar Solskjaer earlier to be a manager under heat and question marks over his job. It was actually the Watford manager who got the sack first this year in the Premier League. Zizko Munoz. Harry, who do you think is going to be the next manager to kick the can? <laughs> no, wait. No, no, <laughs> to sorry. kick the bucket. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, to, to get, get the chop. Well, after seven games, I'll probably go with Daniel Fark. Norwich only have one point, which was a draw. Yeah, I'll go with Daniel Fark to get sacked. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta hasn't looked confident at all. And they only got a point from Brighton, which in previous years you'd expect Arsenal to be coming away with all three points. Saying that, the Spurs manager Nuno. Nuno Espirito Santo. 
yeah, sorry, Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, he looks a bit passive on the line to me. He doesn't look like a man who knows what he's doing. So I think he might need to pull up his socks and certainly Spurs need to pull up their socks uh, with their performances. Saying that, it was a much better performance from Tottenham uh, against Aston Villa. If we keep up those types of performances, Nuno should be safe. Overall, it's been a very exciting month in the Premier League. We've had a lot of very, very talented players shining. A few of them are Mikel Antonio on five goals. He's been very instrumental in some of West Ham's victories. Another top, top player this month has been Jamie Vardy. He is on six goals. He's the Premier League top goal scorer at the minute. It was interesting. He got three goals in one game. One of them was an own goal. And then he got two goals for Leicester. And they won that game. I think a player that's really shunned this month, you probably won't agree with me, Brian Mbwemo for Brentford. Ah, yeah. Oh, no. Why? He's literally played one game. He got two goals. Yeah, but that's one game. No. Uh, Mbappe has been really good this month as no, well. No, he hasn't. He's just scored an equaliser against Palace and that was it. And it was like one of the best chips of all time. <laughs> oh, it was a brilliant goal now. Uh, it was a good goal. It wasn't It was really good. Goal. It was like uh, on the bounce. It bounced and then he... he hit it over the keeper's He head. lobbed it up over the keeper's head. It went really high up in the sky. No, and it went didn't. In. It oh bounced before God. it even went in. I couldn't believe it. So as we leave you, Chelsea are at the top of the table and Norwich are at the bottom. Who knows how that'll change next month. Footballers are crucial to the game. Well, obviously. But football commentators are a really big part of any match. One of our favourites can be heard on Match of the Day, BBC Sport and Sky Sports. He's a Limerick man and he caught up with us recently. Two halves is delighted to talk to you, Connor McNamara. Hi guys, good to see you. Connor, tell us about your job as a sports commentator. What's a weekend like for you? Is it hectic when yeah. there are matches? In, in my career, you have as many midweek games as you do as weekends, and, and football has become such a dominant thing. And even Friday nights now, Premier League games, there's there's no let up from it really. And you, Champions League Tuesday, Wednesdays, Europa League on Thursdays, so it's become a seven day a week business. Uh, for me, it's funny. I always think of myself as being a bit like a truck driver. It, it's logistics for me, you know. When I when I've got a game, it's not really thinking about what players are going to play. It's how do I get there? Do I need to stay in a hotel? Will I take a train? Do I need a hired car? If I have a hired car, will I get parking at the stadium? These are all these very boring sort of uh, nuts and bolts decisions. But for people uh, who work in football, these are the very important things. And of course, most important, are we going to get fed? What do you do to remember the names of all the players? So to remember the names of all the players, look a lot of rehearsal. Uh, we listen to tapes of the players saying their names. So we get their pronunciations correct particularly with the foreign players that's very important um, and then a lot of the, the association you will get and I'm sure you guys maybe play computer games and stuff you, you get to remember the numbers of players and that's just becomes second nature to you and obviously every season there's a few transferring clubs but most players stay the same numbers it's a little bit more difficult say when you come to international football and say you know next month I'm, I'm commentating on Republic of Ireland against Qatar now I don't know any of the Qatar players so that's one where I'm going to have to sit down and learn their names and, and learn their numbers and in international football you often don't find out the numbers until just a day or two before so so stuff like that is just a bit of a memory game it's like doing your homework in school in terms of being here at the match I'll have a little stats board in front of me where I've got my own uh, sort of notes that I've made during the week little reminders of you know has Lukaku scored against Tottenham before which by the way he's only ever scored against Spurs once before little stats like that that you'll write down just to remember and people often ask me actually when I'm doing match of the day on a Saturday night you might see eight or nine minutes of the game but we 
do accommodate on the full 90 minutes because they never know which is going to be the most exciting game. If this is the best game today, it'll be the first match and they'll show more of it. This is, this is my dream job since I was your age. You know, it's what I wanted to do. I've been very lucky that it's, it's fallen into place that I've been able to do so much of it. And as, as my dad always says to me, it beats real work. And did you ever want to be a footballer yourself? Yeah, well, the reason I'm a commentator, guys, is because I realised at a young age I was not going to be good enough to be a footballer. I wasn't tall enough, I wasn't fast enough, I wasn't strong enough. Um, I went to a school where a lot of guys played rugby. And I, you know, I loved playing the games, whatever, but I was very much on the subs bench or on the B team. And that's why I kind of at an early age realised, you know, if I'm going to get to go to these stadiums, it won't be me on the pitch, but there might be some other way that I can be involved. And look, I've been so lucky over the years that I've been able to, uh, to do that. Have things panned out so far as you would have expected at the start of the season? For me, I, I think it's, it's very difficult to, 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 to gamble on, you know, in, in terms of, not, not in terms of money, but in terms of, of your interest, you know, making very positive statements as to who is going to win uh, Premier League seasons at the start. The, the standard is just so high. I mean, you look at a team like Chelsea last season who finished fourth in the Premier League and yet they're good enough to go and win the Champions League. That's how good the Premier League is. I think Chelsea have strengthened really well this season. The players they've brought in with Lukaku, with Saul, who's come in and we'll hopefully get to see him today, uh, to a team that was already good enough to win the European Cup is, is, is absolutely phenomenal. Manchester City, it's a big question. I, I was at their game on Wednesday. Everyone's been saying, oh, they didn't sign Harry Kane. They don't have a striker that can't score goals. They scored six goals in the Champions League on Wednesday, so you don't know. And obviously, we know what a good team Liverpool are. And I think Jurgen Klopp has still got a few tricks up his sleeve. So I'm not going to, I'm going to absolutely pat myself on the fence. I'm not going to make any brave suggestions at this stage. Go back to me in April and we might have an idea who's going to win the league, but it's, it's wide open right now. What team do you support? And is it hard to hide your excitement when your own team scores? This is a question people ask me and they don't really believe the answer, but I think because I'm so lucky to go to different games every week, you you don't really have an affiliation for one particular team. You just want an exciting match. Like here today, I really don't mind if Chelsea or Tottenham win, but if one of them does win and it's very exciting, I'll be very happy for them. As a commentator, people always think they can second guess what team you support. That's why I don't ever really publicly talk about it because it only brings trouble. People say, oh, you only thought that was the penalty because you're a fan of that team. If I commentate in a Republic of Ireland game, if an Irish striker dives in the box, I don't say, oh, that's definitely a penalty. You know, you just detach yourself. I guess it's like being a referee. You're just a little bit away from it. And mind you, when I'm not working and I go to the stadium, that's a bit different. I, uh, I might have a few opinions then. Okay, Connor, there's the full-time whistle. We're into the last 60 seconds of injury time. This is where we throw some fun questions at you to get to know you better. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What was your favourite toy as a child? Uh, Lego. Do you prefer yoga or running? Uh, running. Cats or dogs? Dogs. How would your school principal describe you? Uh, needs to pay attention more. What do you do at half time for a snack? Um, I always have a hot drink because I find it, it soothes your voice. It feels really nice. But yeah, generally food. Food and go to the loo. <laughs> What's your worst habit? I bite my fingernails. I shouldn't do that. Do you have a special skill? I'm very good at anagrams, which is of absolutely no use, but I'm very good at doing anagrams. I, I, I'm very good watching that countdown program. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, who would play you in a movie of your life? I always remember, I didn't watch it, you guys would be too young for this, it's a character in Neighbours years ago, who apparently when I was a kid used to look like me, I can't remember his name, but uh, everyone used to say, he's the guy in the neighbour, so if he's still alive, if he's, if he's still an actor, get him out, he can do it. Great to hear from Connor there. Well, let's turn now to the locker room. This month, we go to Tremor FC under-12s girls team in Waterford, where they chat to their coach, Gary Hunt, about the Premier League so far. Hey guys, we're Tremor FC. 
and today I've got some of our players off our under 12 girls team with me today and I'm going to see now who they support and how they think they're doing in the Premier League. Emma, who do you support? Man United. Have you any other Man United fans? No. Aoife? No. Liverpool. Liverpool. Any other Liverpools? Yes. Yes. We've loads of Liverpool fans, have we? Yes. Okay, we'll check with Liverpool first. How do you think Liverpool are doing? In the good, league? good. Good. Very Amazing. good. And do you think they're going to win the league? Yes. Um, there's no They have a chance. Who's their best player? Me. <laughs> Liverpool. Salah and Mane. Salah and Mane. Yeah. Score the goal. And let's just check on some of the rivals. So we've Man United fan here with Emma, have we? Yeah. Okay, Emma, how do you think Man United are going to do this season? We're not going to win. We're not going to win? Because with the manager we have, there's no chance. And then on the other side of things, we have a Chelsea fan here with Cloda. Cloda, how do you think Chelsea are going to get on? They're going to win the league, the Champions League, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and all the leagues. Do you agree with that, girls? No! Okay, so that's how we think the Premier League is going at the moment. I'm also going to have a little word quickly about a match last week where the Republic of Ireland women's team beat Australia. And what was the score? 3-2 to Ireland. So did you know that Ireland are ranked 33rd in the world and Australia are ranked as high as 11. So do you think that's a good result? Yes! So that's been us at Tremor AFC in Grand Park in Waterford. A big cheerio to you guys. Bye! Thanks girls. Clota, we love your optimism for Chelsea. And thanks Gary and Tremora AFC. By the way, don't forget if you want to have your say, get in touch with us here on RT Junior Radio by using the hashtag 2Habs. Imagine this. Your man records you practising your soccer in the back garden, puts it on social media and it gets over 10 million views. And the likes of De Gea and Kalini watch it and comment on it. Well, that's what happened to our next guest, 13-year-old Leeds United fan Nathan Fanagan, who plays for Leicester Celtic in Dublin. So, one morning, I went to the back garden and started training, like, just doing normal training. Hitting the ball off our fence, kind of, and coming back, like, rebounding, and I was saving it. But it was kind of the thing I was doing all summer, really. But my mum videoed it, and when she videoed it, it, she put it on social media, and it started going mental. Started with Schmeichel posting it, reposting it, then De Gea, then Mada. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was in the space of about two hours where it just got mad famous. Well, Ben Foster did not feel the level, but he still uh, it was kind of cool. And I got Elan Medley, uh, the Leeds keeper, who reposted it and sent a video, which was cool. I was on the phone with Jack Butland as well, which was probably the coolest part. Yeah, loads of players commented, Chiellini commented, which was probably the best one. And uh, yeah, it was unbelievable, really. I've always been a Leeds fan, really. My favourite player right now is probably Rafinha. <laughs> yeah, he's just has lost skills. He's kind of a star player for our team. Yes, it's just the best, to be honest. He's probably the best manager in the league right now. He's done the best job with us anyway, but uh, uh, we were just normal championship team, and then he's brought us to the Premier League, which we're actually competing in. And we've had tough fixtures, but I think if we start winning a couple games in uh, the next few weeks, I think we'll, have, we'll be back into it. Because we have played a lot of tough teams, played Liverpool, we've played loads of you know, decent teams that have good good chance of beating everyone. Like, I think Chelsea could actually win the Premier League this season. It's playing very well, so. I've been to Ellen Road loads of times, so yeah. Uh, I used to go maybe six, seven times a season. The atmosphere there is just class. Wow, Nathan, what a story. And well done to your man for recording it. Well, from Leeds United to West Bromwich Albion we go, where our next guest is currently on loan from Brighton. 
We're honoured to have him on the show. Welcome to Two Halves. It's the Ireland international midfielder, Jason Malumby. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. First up, Jason, what a team to be with right now. Things are going great at West Brom. Top of the championship after a 4-0 win at Cardiff. You must have been on a great high after it. Yeah, obviously it was brilliant. Like, it was really good to get the opportunity to come here and I'm obviously really excited to be to be part of such a really good team and I'm looking forward to, to just continuing to try and prove. Jason, not only have you joined a new club recently, we've seen you at international level coming on late against Portugal and starting against Azerbaijan. How do you gel so quickly with new teammates and get used to each other's style of play? Yeah, I think that's difficult, guys. Obviously, um, you know, coming in, meeting new people and stuff, you need to probably just be confident and um, just enjoy yourself. It's easy to get along with some of the lads and stuff and you just got to be be confident in yourself. And obviously, I've had the experience before um, going out on loan, so it's something I'm quite familiar with. The Ireland-Azerbaijan match that you started, you played very well. Uh, we actually went to watch that match. We were in the Aviva for it. That's brilliant. I'm glad you got to come in out to see a game. It's been tough um, lately, you know, um, without fans and stuff. But it's brilliant to see young lads like yourself being able to come to the games. Ireland are looking good now. That there seems like a good youth is coming along, the likes of you and Aaron Connolly, Da Robinson. The momentum is starting to kick on now. Yeah, hopefully, obviously, look, we're trying to trick play a different way. There's a lot of young players and stuff. So hopefully now, um, you know, the next few years we'll start seeing the results of that and I think um, it's all positive signs early on but obviously we'll get judged on results and victories but I think I think in the next few years we'll maybe see the benefit of sort of bedding in young players so Take us back to the very start what age did you first start playing football and being from Capaquin did you play GAA too? Yeah so obviously where I'm from you know it's a very strong GAA back hold and um, I was probably fortunate to kind of turn to the football and soccer and uh, I was um, I was quite young to be fair since I was young just kicking a football rather than you know walking around with a hurley and slitter like like normally people from where I'm from do that but um, I went the opposite way and um, luckily it's paid off so far anyway. What tips would you have for kids listening to two halves? Um, my tips would be just to obviously enjoy it first you got to enjoy it and um, work as hard as you can when you're young and like me personally I was from no age, I was, you know, with football. I was outside kicking a ball up against the wall or with my older brother, you know, um, just playing football every day was was the dream for me. And I just really enjoyed it. And I, I was always happy kicking the football. So that's probably the main thing I say, just enjoy it and, and work hard. And what club did you support growing up? Uh, I was a Liverpool fan, me growing up. So Liverpool all the way. Can you give us your predictions of who will win the Championship and the Premier League this year? Well, I'm hoping obviously West Brom are going to win the championship. You know, I don't want to. It's obviously early days, but um, I think we've got a really strong squad, and hopefully that will be that will be achieved. And obviously, a Liverpool fan of got to go with Liverpool again. So there are my two teams this year. What are the biggest surprises for you in the Premier League this year so far? I think maybe Brentford. To be fair, they've done really well. You know, obviously coming up can be tough, and um, they've shown really good. Um, glimpses and signs so early so I would probably say them well Jason Malumby it's been a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much for coming on to the show cheers guys good to speak to you thanks very much well that's all we have time for on this show big thanks to all our guests on the program and thank you for listening keep watching football keep playing football and keep listening to us here on RT Junior Radio goodbye from Jack and Harry on Two Halves Two Halves